Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Father, we thank you for allowing us to come before you this morning. Lord, I'd like to review quickly with you what you revealed this morning. And you made more clear, dear Lord, a very important verse, which is Joel 2.3. It says, Fire consumes before it, and a flame blazes after it. Before before it, the Lamb was like the Garden of Eden, and in its wake is a desert land, wasteland. Neither does it have a remnant. That's very important because in Ezekiel 36.35, we see this statement. And they shall say the land was desolate and has become like the Garden of Eden. And the cities that were destroyed and desolate and pulled down have become settled as fortified cities. And uh, in verse 36, it says, And the nations that are left around about you shall know that I, the Lord, have built up the ruined places and have planted the desolate ones. I, the Lord, have spoken and I will perform it. That's a blessing because in Joel 2, you're saying, that a very interesting statement. You're saying that the land had the promise. We've been saying since the day of the Lord, when he opened the words, if we were to come out in the evening time, everything could have been saved. From the time that you died on the cross until now, you've been willing. Because the words, the blood had been poured upon the earth. And Lord, you've been willing to bring forth your kingdom for all the people if they would have turned it. In the evening time, you said there will be light. In other words, it was open to all the world. The words were open to the Gentiles, the Jews, to everybody who would receive it. But they rejected it during the seven years in the evening. It started in 2003 until now. But now we're going to see that uh, the Garden of Eden, the right to bring it forth, is being removed from the people. It says, your, your people, this is Joel 2 is talking about your people, the elect who hear you, who will do what you said in John seventeen seventeen, and Joel 2, 12 to 20. And they will be prepared. They will sanctify themselves and you will drive the armies far away from them. And you will save the day in this regard. But Lord, in verse 2 of Joel 2, you say this is a day of darkness and gloom. Well, let me read day one. Uh, verse 1, it says, Sound the shofar, uh, shofar in Zion, sound an alarm in my holy mountain. All the inhabitants of the land shall quake, for the day of the Lord has come, and for it is near. And we're talking about Mount Zion being the whole heavens, the firmament. Firmament is in the shape of a, a pyramid or a mountain. And so it's the inhabitants of the land shall quake. You're talking about the whole earth is going to quake because the judgment has come. You're willing to turn the whole earth into the likeness of Garden Eden. But when we go to Ezekiel 36, 35, we see it's only area where your elect are going to be because there's people all around that will say, oh, that area, that's where God restored his people. But see, here at the beginning in Joel 2, you're talking about all the earth, that you would turn all of it. And it says in uh, verse 2, it says, a day of darkness, of gloom, 
a day of cloud and thick darkness, like the dawn spread over the mountains, a numerous and mighty people, the like of which has never been, and after it shall be no more, until the years of the generations. This is really intriguing. There's a lot of detail in that one little verse, too. Because what you're telling us there, a day of cloud and thick darkness, this is like when you came down on Mount Sinai. And you wanted to make known your word. And you told the people at this time in John twelve forty eight that you're going to cause the people to be judged by your words at this time. And you said that you would rule over the, over the earth from the heavens with a rod of iron. And you're coming with clouds. And here we see this. That people should know that the clouds are symbolic of all your truth. Because the dark clouds are symbolic of the, even the outer creation. As I've said, the, the outer creation's... Um, framed within the clouds in the form of a cube and you surround your throne even you have dark clouds and then inside that is the white and bright and the throne of god and all that the white clouds and so forth because you're showing that you are god of all creation testifies to that all the time so here we see that the judgment because the whole as you said in psalms 33 4 all your works are done in truth which means, and your truth reaches under the clouds, which is all the creation. So you're coming to fulfill and cause truth to become known. And you do it in a process steps. You always do it in the ways of your words, and you do it as a process of time. So all that could be saved will be saved. But there will be the group that will not turn at the very end, and they'll done. But then you also tell the story here, the very interesting story, when you combine it with verse 3, that the fire consumes before it and a flame burns after it. Before it, the land was like a Garden of Eden and in its wake is a desert wasteland. Neither does it have a remnant. See, the people that are like this, what you're saying is, like just like you said in John 9, 4, 5, you're going to take the light out of the world. You're going to take the words away from these people. And all those who would not set themselves apart are going to be in trouble because your word is going to go and judge all the people. And you're going to reject those who would not increase in knowledge, as you say in Hosea 4, 6, and you're going to reject their children. And people ought to remember this because you told them also that those who come against your word, like King Zedekiah of Israel, when Babylon took him, you tell us in Zechariah 14, 12, that the people are going to have their eyes put out by you. You're going to dissolve their because you're the captain of the guard. God is sending you to carry out the judgment. And your angels are going to do this work. But your word is going to cause their eyes to dissolve in their socket and their uh, tongues in their mouth. Well, that happened to King Zedekiah. When Nebuchadnezzar's army came, they killed his sons in front of him because you said in Hosea 4, 6, you're going to forget the children of these wicked ones. <clears throat> and then also, you put out a, they put out King Zedekiah's eyes and took him off into captivity. And you're going to do the same at this time. You're going to drive these people far away. You're going to put them in a place where you're going to pour the plagues out on them. So in, in the mighty people, it says, never again will it be like this, the amount of people that are going to come against your people. Because you're saying here that all the nations, Zechariah 14.1 tells us all the nations are coming against your people. All the nations, people don't understand it. Israel and everybody else are all united to come forth and bring forth the crown trust plan. And that's what you're saying here. They're going to lose. You had the opportunity given to them. If they would repent, you'd give them the likeness of the Garden of Eden. You offered this to all of us. But we've rejected to hear your word. 
So we're coming to the time of the separation judgment. And you said that the eyes are like the lamp of the body. You're going to cause these leaders that come against your people, as you say in Zechariah 14, 12, these leaders are all going to lose their eyes and their tongues, just like King Zedekiah. And you're going to take them off because the reason you do that, you brought the Babylonian army. You're bringing these world armies against your people. But then you're coming against with your angel army. You're coming against the the people. This is not the battle of Armageddon that comes at the end. This is the separation judgment, Ezekiel 38 battle. Right? Ezekiel 38 battle comes right before it. And it's very interesting, even when you did the thing with Babylonian, you brought Nebuchadnezzar's army. Nebuchadnezzar's army came, but then after Zedekiah had been captured and sent away and all that, then you sent the captain of the guard, Nebuchadnezzar, um, into Narbonazar, I think his name is. You sent him in, and he burnt down the city walls and everything else and took the people to captivity. And you're going to be like that at this time because you're going to judge the the crown trust. But then it'll be when the morning comes that it'll be like this. And people should understand this could likely be before Passover because you told the disciples when they went to prepare the Passover meal that it would be like this until the kingdom come. And then you would eat together with us that. So you wouldn't eat it again until that time. But that tells us that the Passover time because you said, dear Lord, the kingdom of God has come. And when the morning comes, you're king. And you're going to eat the Passover with your people. So the Passover will be served this April, should be. And it could be this April. And it appears like that's prophetic word. And the timing, all the Bible all lines up to be like this. So it seems like it's this Passover that's coming that this will happen. So, And that would make sense uh, according to what we're understanding of the timing of the morning coming. Now, here we have this thing about the, the one more statement of uh, Joel 2.2. 2. It tells us, and after it shall be no more until the years of the generations. You tell us in the millennium, the population is going to grow dramatically because people are going to live longer. They're going to repopulate the earth and they're going to have generations great as this time because now we have 7 billion people but even in the fourth seal judgment you shall tell us that death and Hades is going to destroy one fourth of the people just right away so what you're saying is the population during the millennium is going to be far greater than even the 7 billion we have now it's going to be greater than that so you're going to see because you're comparing this to then and you're saying that the generations the years of the generations which is the millennium eight generations uh, you know, the word eight, number eight means regeneration. But the millennium will regenerate the earth. And at the end, there's this people that when they're tested, they come against you again, as it says in Revelation uh, 20 or 21, uh, 20, 20, I believe it is, tells about that, how they'll come again against you and you'll consume them with fire before they ever get to your people at all. I just wanted to point this out to the people that there's been the opportunity for the um, the generations, I mean, for the people to all turn. They could have saved, but they would not do it. Now they're coming for war. They're preparing for war to come. And because of that, they're going to have this problem. But the thing about it is, you're going to restore the land. You know, they're going to defeat them. You're going to drive them away. But then you're going to restore the land, and it's going to be marvelous in the eyes of the people. 
but it'll only happen with those who are set apart. It will not happen to the rest of the world where it could have happened to the rest of all the world now, but they've lost that because they're no longer trying. If there would be a great revival that all the world would turn, they would all get the likeness of the Garden of Eden because it's the time for the Garden of Eden to come back. For the, it's the time of the fulfillment of the prophecy of Lamech. It's not the time to bring a man-made no-eyed covenant. It's the time to bring forth the law of the words of God, which is what you're going to establish because Satan's already been cast out of the second heaven. People don't understand he's defeated. You're going to cause him to go to perdition. It says it in the scriptures. You've already declared Babylon's fallen, but the people will not listen. I pray they will listen. They got ears. You, you know, people could understand that the body will hear even without the ears. Yeah, you will heal it, the rest of it. But the the thing is, you tell us that hearing comes, you know, by the word. The word can penetrate anything. It can heal, it can restore, it can do all the things. But it's interesting that you gave us ears on the head when the definition of hearing in the Bible is to be able to discern the words of God. The ears are very visible, and it's like use it. You want to get the words heard. You even made them very unique in what they do, just like you make the mouth unique in what it does, very elaborate. The ears are very elaborate. I pray, Lord, that people understand. You did these things. You made all creation, even our bodies, to bear witness to the words of God and the things that are coming. Dear Lord, in your plan, eternal plan, is all set up for the people. Lord, we pray that to begin to understand these things. Lord, we could see that in the leprosy, even the ears will be deformed to the people because you're going to take away the right to hear the word to those who will not hear. But those who will hear, you're going to restore them and they're going to be here perfectly and they're going to be able to see perfectly and they're going to be able to bring forth the likeness of the Garden of Eden because it's ready. It's already ready. You said in, in Revelation 12, the minute you cast down the devil, the kingdom of God has come. The kingdom of God is the restoration of the likeness of the Garden of Eden. We need to understand that. A garden in the kingdom is one that you've planted, and we just till it and bring it forth because it's loaded with everything we need, even the food that comes forth when we prepare it, like it said, on the pots, put holiness to the Lord on it. It's going to bring forth great spirit movement inside of us to cause us to know your instruction and the ways and understanding of doing all things. Food is important. The way it's done is important. The way it's prepared is important. These things are all part of your plan. That's why you even have the marriage supper of the Lamb. It's, it's a supper where the people really understand how to cook the food, really understand how to prepare it and get it ready. I thank you for your time, and I pray that this is helpful, that you might learn something from this. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.